Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations one and all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the night shift to DJ Kevin Steele. It's Healthy Love Night. I want to welcome you to the broadcast. The zone of COVID kicking things off. A track called Something in the Water. Is what? I want to say big up to those who are locked in on TuneIn Radio On the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew, much love to you Much love to those who are healing from across the pond It's up in the morning to you guys over there in the UK One Harmony Radio King Genius, Queen Genius, much love to you I want to say big up to those who are locked in in New Jersey On NIE Radio With New Jersey's finest, The Motivator I want to say big up to you guys over there Love love to the New York Massive Yeah man, those locked in on Island Worldwide exhibiting the power of music China Nicole Gary The Jump Out Production crew Much love to ya Big ups to those who are locked in out of Long Island, New York On Reggae Pulse Radio Hey man, sometimes you have a style of shit, you know? The DJ Atomic Force and the crew Much love to you Much love to the South Florida Massive locked in on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. I want to say big ups to Mr. Twinkle Toes himself, veteran in the business. Big ups to the Massive out of Texas. All the Radio. Dusik Media Group. WGLRO, the People Station. Home of the Donna Walker Morning Show, taking from the sheets to the streets, touching from Detroit to Denmark and all points in between. A real US veteran. A big ups, Danny. Much love, bro. Wanna say greetings to those who are locked in on Facebook Live. Those on Zeno. Bubbling in the stew pot, Zeno FM. And those on Clubhouse. The club is called the stew pot also. Yeah man, the stew pot is everywhere. Those on uh, Clubhouse and Facebook Live, do remember, it's only a segment broadcast. So don't get too comfortable. Come on over to the home of the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. It is KevinStew.com. Real easy. And on that note, I want to say big up to those who are locked in on KevinStew.com. And uh, I want to thank you each and everyone. I'm so glad to have you. Couldn't do it without you. You have my word. I wouldn't even try. Big thank you to some people who had helped to make this thing happen. They're called sponsors. 
want to say thank you to Paul C Media Group. When being in a moment is price, let's give them a call. 754-999-1140. What can they do for you? Everything you see here on kevinstew.com and more. They can host your website, provide you with streaming services, take care of your videos, your photos, your ads. And their streaming services will cover things like church services, funerals, wedding parties, graduations, you name it. Seminars even. Just call them up. 754-999-1140. And tell them you heard about them on the night shift of DJ Kevin Steele. I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you, bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Give her a call. 954. 655 That's 954-655-9000. She only has one request outside of paying her. And that is you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. It's called the Kevin Stew Clause. Thank you, Althea. Say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global act as your booking agent. Handle your tour management. Take care of your business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and much, much more. Get them a call, 954-804-8199. Or check them out at reggaeglobal.com. Tell them Kevin Stew sent you. Thank you to McNeil Trucking. With McNeil Trucking, your goods are in good hands. They're licensed and insured movers in the state of Florida. So you want to move from point A to point B, put some things in storage, don't have the manpower, the transportation, don't worry. You have the name and you have the number. McNeil Trucking. 954-406-9740. Tell them you heard about him on kevinstew.com. It's healthy love night And those of you that want to participate It's an easy way to do so You can go to kevinstew.com Just click on the chat button Join chat Come on in the stew pot yeah, man, it's what others call a chat room, but we can also find it over here. Yeah, we call it the stew pot. It's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. And come on in, the water is always fine. We only ask that you keep things respectful. And you can call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. Let me say anything else you can do that number. Oh, that just about covers it. You can call, you can text, use WhatsApp and Telegram. Yeah, man. What number? 773 789 Stew. 
Those of you watching, you see it's scrolling across the bottom of your screen right now. 773-789-7839. Call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. They come right here into the studio. Those of you that uh, still use Skype, you can even reach me there. It's Kevin that's still. But any which way you choose to reach, reach out. Call a friend, tell a friend. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies. Enemies of your friends and your enemies too. Call everybody. And tell them the night shift of DJ Kevin Stew is on and it's healthy love night. And we're sharing the information, even if I don't like you. I'm sharing it with you. Let me go hear what Kevin Stew is talking about tonight. We're talking about mold. Yep. And thank you to Kofi for the track that is kicking us off tonight. A track called Something in the Water. So what do you know of mold? You know, some people question what mold is. And they think it's only the thing that you see coming up on bread when you don't eat it over a certain period of time. You know, it's, you have it sitting there and it just get discolored. Or you might have some broccoli. Last week I had some broccoli in the fridge. And um, for some reason, I didn't have it all really quickly. And it looked rather colorful. <laughs> it wasn't just plain green. It had different shades of green and some darker, some lighter. Some and I thought it was really interesting and I looked closer and I was like, yeah, let's not do this. Ah. <laughs> It pained my heart, but it had to go. I I wasn't down for that. And it was mold. So, what do you know of mold? According to Poison.org, which is really the National, National Capital Poison Center, they say mold is a non-scientific term for many types of fungi wait so mold isn't scientific it's just layman well we should have known all right because there's nothing scientific that is as simple as four letters m-o-l-d nope not in science they would have to call it uh, something like uh, an acronym of something, you know, some molecular organism that is living and dangerous, you know, it it and they probably put some other things to it, you know, you know how the scientists do. But mold is a non-scientific term for many types of fungi, unwanted, unappealing patches of black, brown, yellow, pink. Green, smelly, fuzzy growths. Yep. Countless species of mold are found both indoors and outdoors. So apparently, you can't really escape this thing. This thing called mold. And 
Hey, Dr. Kerabi, how are you? Um, <laughs> yes, as in the cheese. <laughs> uh, mold and fungus have many connotations. Most of them are unpleasant. Musty odors, damp basements, moldy carpets, water leaks, soggy drywall, athlete's foot, yeah, there too. And poisonous mushrooms, among others. You know, just to name a few. On the positive side, though, yeah, there's a little bit of a positive to it. I don't have to wait until the end to give it to you. I can give it to you right now, in the beginning. Moles are also responsible for penicillin and blue cheese. Yes. And yeasts, they are fungi. And they're used to make bread, beer, and wine. And some types of mushrooms are considered edible delicacies. Yep. Mushrooms, fungus. Hey, if you didn't know, now you do. But who'd have thunk it? And without the actions of fungi to break them down, the world would be buried in leaves, trees, grass, and garbage. Now, what a fun place this would be. Now, although mold and its spores are literally everywhere, literally everywhere, active mold growth requires moisture, whether on visible surfaces or hiding behind drywall, in attics, or under carpets. Indoor mold grows in the presence of excessive dampness or water. Also found in damp indoor environments are bacteria, dust mites. Yes, dust mites. Could you imagine dust mites? You need a damp environment for dust mites. Go figure. Uh, breakdown products of bacteria and molds such as proteins, cell wall particles, and volatile organic compounds. Well, those are the actual cause of the musty odor that's associated with mold. Those, if, if you were ever wondering. Now, airborne chemicals, gases, and particulate matter caused by destruction of materials by growing molds are also present, right? Now, indoor mold may be unsightly and smelly. But the potential problems are actually more serious than the way they look and smell. By definition, actively growing mold damages the material it lives on, thereby impairing structural integrity. Last night, as we were talking with Patrick about his living conditions, and, and trying to have that rectified. He talked about mold. And mold getting into his keyboard. And he having, having to take it to get it repaired. And being told, listen, you know, I, I don't know if this will ever work again. But we're going to try. Because mold gets everywhere. Now, in addition, mold is associated with some untoward health effects in humans including allergies and infections. Well, you'd think, wait, allergies? Mold? I thought it was just pollen. Well, hey. Some health attributes or some health effects attributed to mold may in fact be caused by bacteria, dust mites, and such the like. 
that are found in mold colonized environments or so-called toxic mold has been claimed as one of the cause of toxic mold disease and this syndrome remains undefined and as and toxic mold as a cause actually remains unproven however Toxic mold is also unproven as a cause of the various symptoms associated with sick building syndrome. You ever heard of it? Check it out. Really fascinating information out there on mold. Um, I'm missing a comment here somewhere. Okay, cool. Do remember to share with someone you know call up someone invite someone to be a part of this broadcast and they can call in and share their experience with mold if they've had one or they know of someone that had one they can share that 773-789-STEW that's 773-789-7839 now mold grows in homes schools and businesses or the growth of mold in these places should be eliminated for the sake of human health, structural integrity, and quality of life. Cleaning up small amounts of mold can be done by homeowners. Eliminating mold from a large area requires expertise and protection, both from the removal specialists and the occupants of the affected space. Now, I can tell you this. My younger son was having an issue at his elementary school and he's in middle school now and for months we've been going back and forth with the school talking about the issue that my son is having and saying hey you know he's fine when he's home but he goes to school and he has this everlasting cough what is going on and they said well you know nothing is going on we don't have any evidence of anything here you know we had it all checked out went and checked out my son he doctors are saying hey listen this is mold you know this is mold related kind of a thing do you have mold at home no there's no mold at home so back to the school and he he had classes in some portables and they went on and went on and said, no, 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 we don't have any such thing. We'll have it checked out. And they had the, the, the school district came in and ran their tests and check out what they had to check out. And they did all kind of cleaning and whatever else. Only for those portables to be torn down at the end of that school year. Wait, what? So nothing was going on, but these portables get torn down. What's up with that? And there disappeared the talk of mold and there disappeared even the symptoms of what has not been proven to be mold related health issues those have also left because he wasn't the only one that suffered there were some teachers that also developed this cough so anyway that's that story i don't know what stories you may have but they had to demolish these whole, all of these portables because they had mold. Now, fungi comprise a vast world of organisms, perhaps as many as 300,000 species. 
The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency defined funguses or fungi as types of plants that have no leaves, flowers, or roots. Fungi includes such seemingly unrelated substances as poisonous and non-poisonous mushrooms, organisms that can cause athlete's foot, fingernail infections, and some types of pneumonia. Molds found in cheese, peanut butter, mulch, hay, grains, and spoiled fruits, foods, and the black material growing in bathroom grout. Now, what's really interesting was the development of gray grout or black grout. That was really interesting because if you have this black mold growing in your bathroom and it's in the mold it's in the grout then you won't know anyway i'll leave you to think about that for a moment (laughs) i know some people are all of a sudden just grossed out and have the sudden urge to go clean their bathrooms hey if that's what you feel like doing go ahead have at it fungi reproduce by means of spores, which are spread through the air, land on a surface, and it survives on that surface. Many spores can remain dormant for long periods under dry conditions, but typically develop into fungi in the presence of moisture. Hence, the bathroom growth. Outdoors, fungi break down organic matter, including leaves, grass, clippings, and dead trees. The fungi themselves constitute a large mass of material with many types of spores. These spores vary with the material on which they are found, the season, and the weather. At any given time, the same types of spores are found indoors because they enter through doors and windows and on clothing and shoes. So, you know, you have some people that talk about getting into bed with or wearing your outdoor clothes yeah this is some of the reasons behind that so you're outdoors and even if it's just a matter of walking down the street or your mailbox is in a central area in your complex and you walked from the car or the house because you might work at home and you don't have reason to go out much, but you went out to the mailbox and you came back. And it's a windy day and, um, I don't know, it could be pollen season. Who knows? Let's use that for an example. But you come back in and you go lay in your bed. And you start sneezing for, and you, you can't figure out what's going on. And you go take a shower and you come back into bed and you're sneezing again. What's going on? And then you change the sheets and everything is fine. It's this kind of an issue. Bringing something from outside into your bed. And so they say, hey, listen, you're coming into my bedroom. Don't wear your bedroom, your, your street clothes and sit on my bed, lay on my bed. In fact, I don't even want you in my bedroom with your <laughs> street clothes. That kind of a thing. So some people don't allow visitors to go into their bedrooms for that reason. Well, no, I'll just leave that for another night. Moles are fungi. 
Homes and structures often provide many opportunities for mold spores to grow. Even in the absence of frank water leaks, seepage through foundation walls or, and, and, and cell, um, cellar floors. Dehumidifiers and air conditioners, window condensation, defective plumbing, damp bathrooms, air filters, and potted plants. Different types of mold spores thrive on different surfaces. For example, the yellow slime found on hardwood mulch um, on hardwood mulch won't be found growing in a tiled bath enclosure. Different type of mold. Common indoor mold species include uh, a whole slew of them. All right, so I won't even get into that right now. I'll get into that when I come back from the break because it's break time. So. Or should I just... All right, let's just go through it and get it out of the way. You got the Aspergillus, not Asparagus, Aspergillus, Alternaria, Acrimonium, uh, Clodosporum, Dresclaria, uh, Epicorum, sorry, Epicocum, Peninsulum, Staco, Stachybotrys, and Trichomerda trichoderma and these are the different or the common indoor mold species or some of them anyway and specific types of molds can be tested for and identified and this allows comparison of indoor and outdoor mold species at a given location and time now if the two do not correlate at least roughly, it is possible that indoor mold colonies have developed. Even if they're not in a visible location, such molds can release spores and other material into the indoor air. So you may not see it, but you're going to feel the effects of it. And this is why, you know, you really have to be careful. And if there's any presence of 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 water you know you might have some water damage like your ac gets backed up and your unit is inside the house and so it drains outside but the drain gets blocked and you end up having some of that leakage inside your unit you need to be very careful because that can lead to mold and so on that note, we move towards a break. And in this break, we're going to part company with the likes of Clubhouse and Facebook Live. But the broadcast continues on the affiliate stations. And of course, right here at the Night Shift, at the home of the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew, kevinstew.com. So come on over. The, dis- the link is pinned in the description and the comment section. You can find it there. All right, those on, on Clubhouse, those on Facebook Live, come on over. Bring somebody with you. Reminder, the Mary Kay store is open. Yes, marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. I do have a Mary Kay store. I am an independent Mary Kay consultant. So go check it out. There are things for men, women, and teens. So if you have skin, <laughs> you can check out my Mary Kay store. And you will find something for you. Fragrances, bath. Um, bath gels, lotions, you name it, for both men and women. 
So don't think that is just makeup that Mary Kay deals with. They do skincare, and I got into it for the skincare. So do check it out. Uh, for those that are into skin balancing, skin tone balancing, and they, they're looking for the right product to use, there's one called the CC Cream. It's amazing. It's a color correction cream. Amazing. Find the one that works for you, or let's talk about it, and get this product visit marykay.com forward slash kevin stew you can read up on it or you can talk to me you know my number 773-789-STEW call me up let's talk about it let's see what you can get for that man in your life or that woman in your life or you your child has some acne issues that it's not major and they need prescription drugs and there's some skincare that you can use to take care of that mary Kay has a product for you go ahead check it out marykay.com forward slash kevin stew Pulse Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one, get one free, or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music, or a voiceover, or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulsing Media Group. Honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, in math, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, in biology, I learned that I'm pathetic that I'm fat and a joke. And in history, in I learned school, that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have, I have no, friends. no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And, and at lunch, I learned that I sit I on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one. In biology, me. I learned that I'm fat and stupid. In English, and in I math, learned I, make I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today. The only thing I didn't learn today. The only thing I didn't learn is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Hey. I'm representing for DJ Kevin's Jew. 
We're working on the night shift. In the night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather. Just to please the devil never. Will DJ Kevin's choose Sally's soul? That's a word and honor. It's Christine to representing word and honor. Celestia DJ Kevin's true. The zone of Rachel David Lee bringing us back from the break. That track is called Love is in the Air. And as we talk about mold tonight, there could be mold spores in the air. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's quite possible. So, as we continue, <laughs> like I said, we are addressing mold tonight. And I guess it's one of those things that we, we all grew up with but never really took the time out to pay attention to. I guess because it, it, it is there. You know, it's, it's, it's right there. It has always been there. Everybody is familiar with it, but nobody knows anything about it. Do you know that kind of a thing? Yeah, that's mold. And as we are going through poison.com, poison.org, the information with them, we're learning a little bit about mold. Yeah, it may not be the sexiest of topics, but it could save your life. Literally. The presence of moles or mold metabolites does not necessarily correlate with human illness. So they say. Tests identify the presence of these substances at a moment in time and not necessarily the time frame in which individuals are exposed and illness develops. Also, the presence of these substances does not necessarily mean exposure. The fact that they are present doesn't necessarily mean they were inhaled. So they, 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 they might be there, but you may not have incorporated them into your respiratory system. Now, note that identification of a specific mold of specific mold spores is not necessarily when cleaning or cleaning up indoor mold colonies. It may or may not be useful when treating health effects of mold exposure, depending on the circumstances. In any case, the role of testing for indoor mold is unidentified. What? Sorry, it's undefined. But why? Because, as yet, there are no standards for interpreting these tests. So, test exists. Let me make sure I get this right. The test exists to check for mold. But there's no defined way to test for the mold? Are there no definitions to the results of the tests to identify that there is mold? I'm so confused. Molds and other fungi grow easily in damp indoor environments. People who spend time in such environments sometimes complain of respiratory effects, headaches, and other physical symptoms. Now, in addition to visible or hidden mold, damp spaces likely harbor mold breakdown products, dust mites, bacteria, and chemicals. And gases and particulate matter released from the materials on which molds are growing. Now, given the difficulties in testing for all of these elements, 
hard evidence of precise cause and effect can be elusive. And I guess that's what they mean when they say, you know, it's undefined. In an extensive 2004 report, the Institute of Medicine, IOM, did not find enough evidence to identify health effects which were definitely caused by spreading, spending time in indoor spaces. However, the experts found that being in damp indoor spaces seemed related to respiratory illnesses. You have nose and throat or your upper, upper respiratory system um, having symptoms of causes, coughing, wheezing, and asthma symptoms. And they also found limited evidence that these environments can be associated with shortness of breath, the development of asthma in people who did not previously suffer from it, and lower respiratory symptoms, which include coughing, wheezing, chest tightness, and shortness of breath, all of which my son experienced, by the way. In healthy children, these things show up. (laughs) And... My my son was otherwise healthy. Now, based on available research, IOM was not able to substantiate claims of numerous other symptoms, such as skin irritations, fatigue, cancer, lung disease, or respiratory infections. There was enough evidence of health effects overall, though, that IOM, IOM identified damp indoor spaces as a public health problem that needs to be addressed. Hmm. So many questions. I'll, I'll, I'll wait, though, and keep going. Publications in 2007, 2010, and 2011 did not substantially change those findings. They relate that there is evidence to support an association between damp spaces, indoor mold, and respiratory illnesses. So, they admit there's a relation, but they do not say that it's a cause and effect. So, whether the precise cause is mold or an accompanying indoor contaminant, spending time in damp, damp enough places to support the growth of mold is a potential cause of ill health. Whether or not mold is actually seen, finding or fixing the sources of excess moisture are important for health and to keep the structure from being further damaged. Researchers note that if dampness and mold could be confirmed as a cause of ill health, controlling these conditions would make a substantial contribution to public health. Now, I have to wonder, if tests over time has shown that there is a relation, why not just go ahead and say, this is what we believe, let's go ahead and take steps to prevent this from happening. Versus saying, hey, you know, we're not too sure, so let's leave it be and deal with it as it comes. That doesn't make sense to me. Because the same approach is not taken for everything else. <laughs> let me not let me not let me not go over the last two years. 
and associate cause and effect and sub uh, well what should I call it assumptions yes let's call it that but here it is something that has been going on for years decades probably centuries that we have been experiencing these effects from these fungi but nothing definitive is said by any of the health organizations seriously why not some authors state definitively that mold exposure is capable of causing illness in humans for example bush and colleagues summarize three mechanisms harmful immune responses um, example allergies or the uncommon occurrence of hypersensitivity uh, pneumonitis infections and ir- irritation from mold from mold byproducts some authors discount the role the role of mold in irritant responses but add toxicity to the list of acknowledged responses to mold exposure Yet others include all four mechanisms as possible causes of adverse health effects. Tur describes four known types of allergy caused by inhaling mold spores, including asthma and a type of sinusitis. But still, nobody wants to say for sure that this is the issue. However, if mold is detected then specialized cleaning is done or the removal of the area that the mold is has to take place and it has to be done in a specific type of way because of you don't want to be spreading the mold spores or or or, or causing the mold spores to spread because you'll be back right back to square one considering how dormant how long these spores can remain dormant now, Fisk and colleagues reviewed 33 studies to assess the risk of health effects in individuals who spend time in damp, moldy environments. Subjects were adults and children. They found that upper respiratory tract symptoms, cause, wheeze, and asthma were more frequent in people who spent time in damp places. Do we connect dots or do we just let them hang there in midair? These are scientists, and so what? Is it that we don't have enough drugs to treat mold-related illnesses? That there isn't that much attention that is being paid to it? Because that, that, that seems to be the issue. You don't have enough drugs available at high prices so that it can drive the business, the profit-making aspect of healthcare. But of course, I could be wrong, right? But what has history shown us? History has pretty much shown us that the more beneficial the illness, the more emphasis or the more attention is placed on it. So if you can get enough drugs sold to take care of this illness, then that gets all the attention. 
Everybody recognizes it, but nobody wants to talk about it. I don't know why. It's right there staring us in the face. So here it is that mold exists. And everybody recognizes that mold exists. But nobody wants to say for sure that mold can cause these issues. Many of the authors mentioned. Oh, I need to, I need to look at these too. Um, in a review of studies of children from 10 countries aged 6 to 12, and Tova and colleagues found that mold in the household correlated with a variety of respiratory disorders, including wheezing, coughing at night, and allergic symptoms, and hay fever. Park and colleagues reported an increase in new onset asthma among employees working in a water-damaged office building. There was a correlation between the onset of asthma and mold levels in the building's dust. Connect the dots, people. Uh, Carvinen and colleagues studied a group of 396 children for the first 18 months of life and found that wheezing was more common in children whose homes had moisture jam- damage in the kitchen and visible mold in primary living areas. Different findings were published by Dales and colleagues. They studied a group of 357 children for the first two years of life and found no correlation between respiratory illness and mold. So they didn't find anything, but all these other people found something. So they're saying that that 357 is enough to say, well, you know, uh, there's no correlation. Who are these people? How did they find no correlation? What was, was What was their test? Why should we believe the ones that did find correlation? Some might be asking. Well, considering that there's evidence to show that there's something tying the two, I would go with that. Many of the authors stated the need for standardized assessments of environmental mold coupled with clinical evaluation of the patients in question, including diagnosis of illnesses particularly relating to asthma and allergy. And this being based on objective findings. In 2011, Reponen and colleagues published a study of 176 children followed from birth through age 7. A research tool developed and being evaluated by the Environmental Protection Agency was used to assess the children's homes. The children themselves were evaluated for the presence of asthma at age 1 and again at age 7. It was found that children who lived in homes with higher levels of mold at age 1 were more likely than other children to have asthma by the age of 7. Other risk factors for asthma included living without air conditioning and having a parent with asthma. Now, this still does not prove that mold causes asthma, but it does provide evidence that reducing the amount of mold in infants in their homes is a useful strategy to pursue. So, you might say, hey, there's no proof. But here it is. There's an increase in individuals that suffer from asthma. Today, you find a whole lot more people. When I was growing up, there, children with asthma 
was rare. I grew up in Jamaica. To have air conditioning in your home in Jamaica was a luxury, like a real luxury. Not like here in the United States where it's pretty much a standard. In Jamaica at the time, that was a luxury. And I, I'm, I'm pre- still is somewhat of a luxury <laughs> in Jamaica today. But still, today I see a whole lot more children with asthma-related illnesses or respiratory-related illnesses here in the United States. So what's up with that? And a lot of people I, I've, I've, I've spoken with traveled to, a lot of them I know as Jamaicans travel back to Jamaica, and some of the respiratory issues that they have here in the United States, they don't have it in Jamaica. Are ears that clean in Jamaica versus here in the United States? Or could it be just the presence of mold and because we don't see it, we don't know it's there. We don't know how to detect it, so we don't know what to look for. And again, it could be dormant, it could be behind the walls. If it's behind the wall, we're not going to see it. But the effects of it is going to be there. And so, here lies the issue of mold. The thing that we see from time to time, maybe, or never see at all. But yet still, it's the thing that can cause so much problems. Spending time in damp and moldy buildings seem to increase the risk of bronchitis and respiratory infections. But again, it is not proven to do so. If it is a cause of these infections, bacteria or chemical emissions are likely to be responsible. And it just sounds like, it sounds to me that the, 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 there is just always this little caveat that is tossed in the mix to say, hey, you know, this thing could kill you, but it doesn't mean that it's poisonous. So here you are being, you have mold, but it doesn't mean that that is what's causing your respiratory Ill problems. Though when you leave this place and you go outside or you go to another place, you're fine. And when you come back here, you start coughing and you start wheezing and you start sneezing and you, you, you're just uncomfortable. You can't breathe properly. And then you leave and you're fine again. Connect the dots, people. Connect the dots. That's all I'm saying. We're going to take another quick little break. When we come back, we talk just a little bit more. And then we get into musical therapy in a little bit. Um, there is something that I had found that I, I, I want to go through with with you guys really quickly. All right? And, um, yeah. I guess when we come back, we can address that. All right? Call your friends. Tell your friends. Friends of your friends. Friends of your enemies. Enemies of your friends and your enemies, too. It's a night shift with DJ Kevin's, too. Healthy love night. Tonight, we're looking at mold. We'll be back after these few messages. Remember, come back. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations 
With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise. Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings. Birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse eMedia Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Yes, yes, yes. A Carmantino, I'm making no say right now. You are locked in to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. The sound of caution. Track is called Ja, We Need You. Bringing us back from the break. Well, you know, sometimes it's all you can do. You can pray about the situation and hope for the best. Yeah? As we continue with Healthy Love, I want to welcome you back to the broadcast. And um, tonight we're talking about mold. Have you ever had the experience with mold? Do you, did you feel sick? Do you know of anyone who had the experience with mold? What were their complaints? Did they have respiratory problems? Uh, did they complain of having asthma attacks and they didn't have asthma before? You know, are, What was it that they went through during this time spending time according to poison.org spending time in damp and moldy buildings seem to increase the risk of bronchitis and respiratory infections but it is not proven to do so it's a cause of these infections if it is a cause of these infections Bacteria or chemical emissions are likely to be responsible, right? In the 1990s, several children in Cleveland, Ohio, developed pulmonary hemorrhage, which is bleeding in the lungs. One of those children died. A preliminary study 
identified exposure to mold, particularly mycotoxins from uh, Stachybotrys. And this one is, what's it? Stachybotrys chartarum. See, I told you about these scientific names. You have mold, then you have types of mold. This one, Stachybotrys chartarum. Who, okay, I'll just leave it alone. Let me not go off on that tangent. And this was identified as a possible cause of these illnesses. Now, upon further review, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, determined that the earlier analyses were in error and that the cause remained unknown. CDC also noted that a similar cluster of cases in Chicago was not associated with mold exposure and that pulmonary hemorrhage was not consistent with what is known of exposure to this function. I mean, sorry, this fungus. Now, when you have something like this happening in separate places with some of the same conditions, why are you going to rule it out? And if it is a case that we are afraid of a hysterical breakout, then just come up with a solution. Just address the issue. Is it that economically it is going to work out that it is going to affect the economy too badly? How? It, it, I don't say how it could because this now gives people jobs. This creates jobs. Because if you have to identify these problems, then you're going to be giving people jobs to identify these problems. Because now you're going to have to rectify the problems. So you're giving people jobs again to rectify the problems. Now, in rectifying the problems, if that can cause more problems, then I guess that could be a problem. So you create protective gear. The suits, the breathing apparatus, let it be the whole outfit to be used to take care of that problem. That way, as we saw with the Ebola outbreak where everybody wore these spacesuits to take care of those who were infected. Let's go ahead and if, if it means manufacturing more of those, then you get, you're going to get more sales of those and it comes back with the business flowing because now people have jobs. And guess what? You will no longer have the problem of people suffering from these respiratory problems as a result of these this mold. Oh, but wait. Maybe that's a problem. Because healthy people is not good for pharmaceutical business. Alright, I take it all back. You don't have to you can just go ahead and ignore my suggestions. Because it's bad for business. Yes? Good health is bad for business. So you need not pay attention to what I say. Of course, I'm just a DJ, not a DR, so you don't even have to take my word for it. You don't have to listen to anything I say. 
But if you go ahead and do your own research and you connect your own dots, if you get something different from what I just got, you let me know. 773-789-2. Let me know. The original publication about pulmonary hemorrhage fueled concerns and speculation about the health effects of Stracobotrys chartarum or black mold. So the easy way to call it black mold. But now you have to call it the scientific name. Black mold is indeed unsightly, but has not been identified as a cause of human illness. But here it is. You have a situation where people got sick and the mold was present. So if other people elsewhere got the same kind of illness and the same kind of mold is present, what? It's not associated? Toxic mold syndrome is a legal construct rather than a medical diagnosis involving unidentified disease processes as constellation of disparate symptoms and reports of illnesses uncorroborated by a physical examination of the patients or a professional examination of their surroundings. Although black mold or toxic mold has been identified in litigation as a cause of human illness, there is no established cluster of symptoms or physical findings associated with this alleged disease. There are neither diagnostic criteria nor any valid scientific publications establishing that black mold or other molds as a cause of these diverse symptoms. Now, if there has been anything that I have come across in the 11 years that I've been doing Healthy Love that is a travesty relating to public health, it was what I just read to you just now. If you have... Clearly, some people have argued this point in court somewhere. And in their findings, the court has found that their argument holds substance. You want to tell me that even then, there has been no further scientific proof to say, okay, hey, you know, in the very same way, in the last two years, we've been hearing things like, you know, if you take this, then the effects of that may be the other. Not will be, may be. And the whole country extending to the whole world get the same information and has been on the same drive. But you want to tell me that for this, they cannot put those words together to say, well, although it is not proven, because the other thing was not proven, it was just said to be, that it may. So, and we have proof that says other things, but we're not going to get into that right now. As it relates to mold, 
they're saying that there's no scientific proof that the mold causes these symptoms, but yet still, the presence of mold and the presence of these symptoms correlate. But no, there's no proof. I just want to know why. Can anybody tell me why? Because this information isn't giving me a why, and I haven't found a why anywhere. There are many practitioners who advertise themselves on websites as experts in treating victims of toxic mold disease, an entity which does not exist for large sums of money. They will advise on numerous supplements and restrictive diets to extract mold from people. Since mold is not retained within human organs, it is pointless to spend money on such processes. It's sick building syndrome. Funny. That same syndrome is applied to other things. But we don't hear any disclaimers like that against it. The EPA defines sick building syndrome as situations in which building occupants experience acute health and com and comfort effects that appear to be linked to time spent in a building but no specific illness can can or or cause can be identified those effects might include headache fatigue and irritation of skin eyes or throat among others most often these symptoms are linked to indoor air quality problems when a building is insufficiently ventilated or maintained. It is possible for mold to be an indoor air contaminant. For example, in heating ducts or other areas where moisture can accumulate and stagnate. Any number of other contaminants may be responsible for symptoms though. A lengthy list ranges from bacteria to body odor, plumbing exhaust, uh, copy machine fumes, cleaning agents, pesticides, bird droppings, carpet, carpeting, and furniture. We get it. Is there mold present though? And has the presence of mold in other places caused similar effects? And if so, why can't there be an association? I'm still stuck on that. Mold spores are literally everywhere. Controlling moisture is a key to preventing their growth. Sources within homes, businesses, and schools include leaks through roofs, walls, and basements. Condensation on windows and in bathrooms, standing water in drains, on floors, and in heating or cooling, and dehumidifying equipment. Heating cooling ducts and wet floors and carpets. Preventing mold growth requires preventing leaks, removing standing water, venting areas prone to condensation, especially bathrooms and kitchens and immediately drying or removing damp carpets and furniture. Mold-inhibiting paints can be used indoors, and air conditioners and dehumidifiers can be used in humid weather. Let me ask you this. 
Was the creation of mold inhibiting paint just to prevent the unsightly mold? Or was it more to try to curb the growth of mold to prevent illness? So was it an aesthetic thing or is it more a health-related thing? I'm curious. And if anybody can find out and, and let me know, please, I'd, I'd truly appreciate of it. Just call me or send me a text message. 773-789-STEW. 773-789-7839. WhatsApp, Telegram, any of those things. Just drop me a line, some way, somehow. If mold is present or sub suspected, it is possible to assess the building for mold and mold spores. However, there are no nationwide standards for mold inspectors, testing methods, normal amounts of mold, or reporting formats. This makes it difficult to interpret test results and their potential implications. A process developed by EPA identifies DNA of some molds in indoor spaces, even in the mold if, if, if the mold is hidden. This testing method is being used experimentally. How long does this experiment need to go on before someone gets up and says, hey, you know, let this be the standard that we're using as of now. And there is room for revision because nothing can really be set in stone, right? As we grow, as we learn, things change. So if you don't start somewhere, where are we going to end up? Nowhere. Because we need to start. And so this is where we are at when it comes to mold. And this is why you would have people not taking such a serious look at premises that have mold buildup. But yet still they will move to do something like destroy that premises because of said conditions. Go figure. So is it a matter of not wanting to compensate anyone who has been made sick as a result of the condition? Because they don't own the property. The property is owned by someone else and they're paying rent. And as a result of their rental agreement, now you have a responsibility to make sure that they're in a safe, healthy environment. So if they get sick as a result of you not providing a safe, healthy environment, you're liable. So because of the amount of landlords and because of the power of the landlords from back in early American history. Does that carry over to today? Until today, when health is, is so important, we seem to be forgetting that our most important resource is human resource. Or is it the recognition of that being the most important resource? Why pharmaceutical is big business? If anybody has any of the answers to those questions, I'd love to hear them. So, what do we know about mold affecting health? 
Well, people who are more susceptible to symptoms of or the health-related symptoms as it relates to mold are people with weakened immune systems, allergies, severe asthma, chronic obstructive or allergic lung diseases. But here's the funny thing about that. Exposure to mold can really cause these things. As we have learned from the information that we've come across. So we're back to square one. Are we identifying? Are we associating? Are we finding solutions to this problem? Or is the solution so cheap that nobody cares and would rather this thing affect more people and cause more illness so that we can sell more drugs? It keeps coming back to that. It comes back to money for me. Where does it go for you? So moisture is required for indoor mold to grow, right? Indoor mold damages or destroys whatever substances it grows on. And it can actually end up in our lungs. So what's going to happen to our lungs? Destruction. Now, that plus associated odors causes diminished quality of life in people who spend time in such spaces. There is considerable disagreement in the scientific community about whether adverse health effects are actually caused by indoor mold. Though, most seem to agree that spending time in damp, moist environments can contribute to such respiratory illnesses as allergy, asthma, cough, runny nose, and sinus conditions. Whether these illnesses are caused by mold, mold byproducts, dust mites, chemicals emitted from deteriorating surfaces, or indoor air pollution remains a subject for further research. Again, how much more research is needed? Let me raise this comparison once again. In the space of one year, we could say, Let's go ahead and roll out this international medical treatment. But for decades, further research is needed to state whether or not mold can cause respiratory problems in people. Go figure. You try to, 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 to work that out. Somebody make that make sense for me. And make it make sense without a dollar figure being included. Which means eliminate the money part and make it make sense. Now, all this that I just talked about may seem like scientific hair splitting to the average person who simply wants to live and work nuisance-free in their particular environments. Now, whether or not scientists agree on the cause of illness, that might occur in damp places or even in the definition of dampness. 
There are abundant reasons to keep indoor environments clean and dry. And this process begins with determining the source of excess moisture, taking necessary steps to eliminate those sources, getting rid of mold that may already be in place, and keeping that area dry afterwards to minimize the potential or for further growth of mold. People who feel they are ill should seek medical care to establish a diagnosis or and course of treatment rather than relying on self-appointed experts who advise unfounded cures on the internet. So the other self-appointed experts or maybe appointed experts that are saying that, you know, these illnesses, they're not related If we can't listen to the self-appointed experts, we should listen to the experts that say they are not related, but evidence show that in the presence of mold, you have these diseases happening, these illnesses, these side effects. So we believe who? We go with what? We move forward how? By just doing what they said and, and, and keep places clean, and dry okay if we do that then there's no mold and if there's no mold then there's those illnesses also get removed so doesn't it come right back to mold being the cause of these illnesses is my mind just too feeble and too simple in, 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 in his processes, why that is where I, I land. And everybody else that have these degrees and, and, and years of scientific research under their belt can't say, oh, well, you know, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Because what? I keep coming back to that what? Why? I guess because that's the big question sign. That's the big elephant in the room. That's the one thing that throughout this whole information that I've been presenting all night that has not been addressed. Why when there's the presence of the mold? As we're talking about mold tonight, those of you just tuning in, here it is, the mold exists. Here it is, the respiratory problem exists. You remove the mold, the respiratory problem goes away. Isn't that 1 plus 1 equal 2? Or do I need a formula for it? And we solve for X. You know what? I give up tonight. Divine Creator, thank you for rising us up this morning, oh God. Thank you for everything. We just need musical therapy right now, and we're just going to start with a prayer. Right now, and everything that you do. This is on a Karamanti, and the track is called Start with a Prayer. Have your way, and let your perfect will be done. Amen. Thank you to Matt Neil Trucking for sponsoring this segment of the broadcast. And I would do what I can to be your everything. 
between the hours of 10 p.m. and when I get done, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesday, right here at the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. I want to thank you, each and everyone, for hanging out right here on Healthy Love. Finding each other for thank you to the affiliates. And the feeling that I feel for you. Thank you to my sponsors. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. As we part company tonight, do remember to look out for most of your community. Remember, your community is not just a development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today, because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here at the Night Shift of DJ Kevin Stewart and Affiliates. I wish y'all a good morning, a good afternoon, a good day to you, wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida. I bid y'all a good night as Joanna Marie takes us out with I just want to be your everything. Be good. But if you can't be good, no worries, you can be good at it. Until we do it again, take care. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.